Okay, so this one is called The Nature of Destiny. And in this one, I'm going to go a bit deeper than I normally do um, and share with you some of the perspectives that I've been fortunate enough to be able to um, observe and experience. Um, most people would access these states of consciousness uh, through meditation. Um, I'm fortunate enough to be able to, um, well, it is a state of meditation that I go into, but it's not a, it's not a big process that I go through to get to it. It's just, um, it's, it's more a state that I can just experience through intention. And of course it just comes with practice, but Nonetheless, it's it's a state of consciousness that's available to all of us. And um, I w just want to share some of the perspectives that um, you come to know once you can um, experience these heightened states. And it's the nature of, <laughs> I want to share the nature of destiny because I think it's a topic where people are very confused about destiny, what it really means, um, you know, the relationship between destiny and determinism, you know, is my life deterministic? Um, and the answer is, of course, as usual, it's yes and no. <laughs> um, so the nature of this universe particularly is um, – that there are multiple uh, perspectives that you can access and the more perspectives you can experience, um, the states of consciousness, let's, let's call it states of awareness, um, the more paradoxical it becomes. Um, you know, many people who are into the self-awareness kind of uh, industry or um you know, they're into it themselves. You know, they talk about oneness and we're all one and um, so we're all the same, we're one, one this, one that, one the other. Um, it's true, but um, it depends upon the state of awareness that you're accessing at the time because, yes, it's oneness is the truth of the state of awareness or the state of consciousness that is aware that it's one that experiences its um, its environment as one thing but to a human being that is not has not experienced that state of consciousness then, it's not their reality. Oneness is not their reality. Separation is. And so it's all very well to say that, oh, we're all one and we're all, and all the rest of it, but you're experiencing your life um, in a very different way. You're experiencing mainly separation, that we're all separate and we're all individuals. And both are true because you're not, one doesn't negate the other. 
oneness doesn't negate separation. And in fact, they're symbiotic and varying degrees of the exact same thing. <laughs> and and so, you know, and, and I think this is quite a, a destructive thing because people are, the challenge within the self-awareness kind of field is that everyone's busy trying to change. And I've done a couple of podcasts on the nature of change. If you want to check those out, if you're interested, um, they go into the reason why when we focus on change, why what actually we create is total stagnation. Um, and, you know, this is, Unfortunately, most people who are into self-awareness and, um, you know, shadow work and these kinds of things, uh, they're in a lot of pain and they want to feel better. And so there's this real striving to change um, their current reality into something else. When, um, in truth, it's the total... Um, acceptance and even surrender to the current reality that enables transformation to take place. <clears throat> and so you have a lot of people that are so focused on change and nothing's actually happening at all. And, and a lot of even a lot of the teachers in the space are, are, are teaching change, trying to help people to create change and um, what it's actually doing energetically is it's uh, amplifying our resistance to the truth of our reality now. And um, nothing in nature changes. It, it, it's essential nature is always the same. A hydrogen atom is always a hydrogen atom. Um so if it becomes something else, it's it's doing exactly that. It's becoming more. It's bonding with um, some other kind of atom to become something more. Or it's decaying from being something more and back into its fundamental nature of being pure hydrogen. But it's always hydrogen. Hydrogen never changes into a carbon atom. It just it becomes something greater through its the connections that it creates through the bonds, and it's the same with human beings. You know, we, we can't reject our fundamental nature. In the in this moment, we can only allow it, accept it, and and claim the truth of it, and all of the emotions that come with it, all the negative thoughts that come with it the meaning that we've attributed to those thoughts, the absolute truth of it, no matter how distorted it is. It's not until we claim the entire truth of that reality that we can then become more. We can then bond. We can then evolve into something new through through becoming. And, you know, this is... You know, this is something I'm particularly interested in exploring and, and uncovering as much as possible. And I think I'll do quite a few podcast episodes on this topic to really go deep on it. Um, 
but on the topic of destiny, um, you know, it's kind of intertwined into this because in the self-awareness kind of space, lots of people, especially quite early on in their, what would you call it, spiritual awakening or, um, you know, whatever you want to call it, they um, often come across and become deeply in, involved with purpose. <laughs> What's my purpose? What's my life purpose? What's my life purpose? And then this endless search for their life purpose. What is my purpose? What is my purpose? And this, and you know, I did this myself as well. You know, seeking my purpose. What is my purpose? Going to, you know, lots of people go to different kinds of people for them to tell them what's my purpose. You know, there's, there's lots of specialists in, in the industry, in the self awareness industry. You know, I can help you to, to un, uncover your life purpose. And, you know, I see a lot of people who are, confused about um, because we all do have um, a very specific purpose actually um, everything in nature has evolved um, to fulfill a purpose um, and but people get confused between um, they they're confused with how you know, what created them, what are they meant to be doing, you know, what are what are, what are their gifts, what are they good at, you know, what is my destiny? And so I really want to bring some clarity to this because once you, <clears throat> once you experience uh, heightened states of awareness, then you actually come to learn how this works and, and you come to understand it uh, really well. Um, and I, I apply it in my daily life as well um, because, um, because I understand how it works now. So um, let's say, so I'll use a, a metaphor uh, of my daily life. So at the moment I'm, um, uh, one of the projects I'm involved with is about to, we're about to start scaling it. Scaling means, um, you know, we've tested it, it works. Um, uh, it's a software platform and scaling it means we're getting all the servers and everything ready for, to uh, make it go viral so that, um, you know, we can advertise it, people can subscribe and in the same way that word of mouth can go viral, then the software platform can go viral and people can help themselves and, you know, we go into different countries and all these kinds of things. Um, and so I'm, um, I, I call it disentangling myself, you know, in order to um, initiate this project and get it to this point of what we call the minimum viable product. It, I've had I've been completely entangled in pretty much every aspect of the business. 
in order for it to scale now, I have to make myself obsolete so that a team can come in place and who I can entrust with everything I'm entangled with currently to um, carry it forward um, so that the business can um, scale and thrive and, and be totally self-reliant. And so that process is literally um, my focus is on creating myself, making myself obsolete. Um, and there, when, you know, the how this process um, has gone for me is um, I look at every aspect of my life that I'm involved with that I'm um, I'm giving my energy that I'm giving myself of to that I'm giving energy to, and there's tons of them, and um, you know you've got to, you've got to look at it and you've got to say okay, how can I um, disentangle myself from this, and how can I um, entrust someone else, you know, a business, a person. Um, a system, a process to be able to continue nurturing this and even take it beyond what I was capable of doing on my own. And what you do is you, and this happens quite naturally, is there's no way you would ever just put all of your eggs in one basket. And so let's, I'll use an example. Um, you know, a, a web developer, or let's say a web designer, someone who designs websites, uh, which is some, something that I uh, work with quite a lot. Uh, I work with lots of different web designers. And you would never go to just one web designer, even if you knew that <clears throat> the greatest potential existed with this one web designer you still wouldn't just go to that web designer and just say, yep, this is the one that I want. Uh, This is the solution. And I'm just going to entrust this person (laughs) because there are so many other different people, so many other different options. But more importantly, this person may not be inspired by the project. Um, Something could happen to them. They could get hit by a bus. They could decide, wake up one morning, want to be a florist. They're a human being. They have free will choice. And so there's just no way you would ever just put all of your eggs in one basket and just say, yep, this is how it's going to go. Because you cannot control human beings, nor would you want to. And so we... You know, within our team, we call this entrustment, and and that this what entrustment means is that when you hand something over to someone, they're free. They're free. You are entrusting them to take what you've created and to put their spin on it, to imbue their creative talents, skills, and but also to embrace their um, any mistakes that they may make. And so we, you know, our, our, our culture is extremely um, 
embracing of mistakes or failure um, because we entrust people and, and we know they're human beings and we stand by them when they make mistakes, even if even if it's a cataclysmic uh, mistake. And um, so obviously who, who we entrust, the different things is really, really important. And so in this scenario with web developers, there's, you know, I've got five web developers around me in my orbit. Um, you know, it's like a, and I do think of it like a, a cloud of electrons that are all, um, you know, buzzing around existing like, like the potential to become something and solidify a bond and you know that's what it feels like and I like to create that um, kind of environment around me where I'm never totally dependent on one choice and I'm never hamstrung because of a uh, because of lack I'm always creating an environment that is abundant in terms of my choices, how I want to express myself, how they may want to express themselves. And, you know, it's everyone's open to be being surprised and delighted with what arises rather than trying to control everything to exactly how we want it to be. The surprise and the delight is one of the best things about entrusting someone and without trying to control them is, they always surprise and delight you with things that you never could have conceived on your own because their genius is allowed to arise. They're not being pressed or manipulated into uh, doing something your specific way. So in order for this to work, you also have to be a master of <laughs> scoping and, but more importantly, articulating your vision, sharing your desires, revealing the vulnerabilities and then um, entirely entrusting someone. As long as all those things have been exposed, um, you know, it, it, it's, it, we'll put it this way, if you haven't done all those things, you'll feel extremely exposed. And um, so, but the point being, so you imagine all of these web developers, they're all hovering around me like an electron cloud, all existing as the potential to create a solution, be a support, whatever it may be. And so destiny is one of those people destined to be my web developer. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Everything exists as potential as potential. As pure potential. You know, and our everything in our reality began as plasma. And in truth, it is made of plasma. It's plasma that is disintegrating into material form. And so everything is made of the same stuff. So when you um, 
when you look at consciousness and the state of awareness that exists that is um, aware that not only that it is um, the observer, but it's also aware that it is the observed, meaning it knows that it is human, that it's human, it is human beings, and it is the observer. It is aware that it is the state of consciousness that gives every human being all of their thoughts. You can call it the higher mind, there's a million different words for it. But this is the state of consciousness that is aware that it is the source of all thought forms for all human beings. And for every human being, we all sh- that higher mind, we all share it. We all share it. And um, this is exactly how that mind works. <laughs> it's exactly how that mind works. So I want to preface this by saying all of us, or every human being, was conceived in this mind. It was conceived in this mind. It, you, you arose um, because of something that w- was uh, through an intention to create something. And the reason you materialized into form is because um, that thought, there was a marriage between that thought um, and, and emotion, and therefore meaning was expressed, and therefore uh, matter is what materializes. So um, as we know, meaning is all that matters, and meaning is the marriage of mind and spirit, or thoughts and emotions. And this is how all of manifestation happens. So every human being, everything that was conceived in this mind, it was created to to serve the will of this mind. But here's the thing. This mind cannot control us. In the same way that I don't control the web developer. I can say, this is my vision. This is what I want. These are my the vulnerabilities. This is how I can see this happening. This is how I can see that happening. You know, I'm impassioned. I'm sharing my vision. That The web developer is free. The word developer is free, and they might say, oh, no, I'm not interested, because they're a human being, they have free will. They can reject their thoughts. In fact, when you go into the state of awareness, you realize that um, it's actually quite harrowing. Um, You know, I've had a number of experiences where I've really immersed myself in this state of awareness only to find that such a tiny percentage of the thoughts that are given, because every thought is a is the higher mind wanting to initiate a new creation. Every thought is valid. 
every thought is imbued with um, the potential that if that if that thought was nurtured and given unconditional presence, or in other words, attention, um, higher and higher potential would be realized all the time. And this is the nature of this higher mind. It is only interested in realizing the highest potential possible. And, um, you know, this is the archetype of me to a T. You know, if you asked my team, um, you know, the, the core three of us, I'm always seeking the highest potential and I'm totally blinkered about what could be in the way. You know, there, there could be, I mean, l- literally the legal system could be the barrier that's in the way and and I'm just blinkered to it. It's like I, I'm only interested in realizing the highest potential and if there's an obstacle, then I want to dismantle that obstacle, you know, no matter how big it is. And it's, I can't deviate from it. It's the way I'm wired. And so in order to, in order for me to not, um, you know, to, to shift my perspective, I have to be inspired towards someone else's vision so they can share with me, you know, if we can, if we didn't go for the highest potential, if we did it this way, it means that. We could we can circumvent this. It means that um, these people can begin working on this now, which means that it's the only way to get to get me impassioned about your perspective is to share your vision with me, but to imbue meaning. If we were to this, it means that it means that it means that. And this is exactly how it works with the higher mind. The higher mind has no control over human beings, even though every human being began as a thought in this mind, was conceived as a thought in this mind. And this mind, and this is the, this is the harrowing thing, it um, conceived of you with a potential for you of what you can become. It is hyper aware of what you can become. It can see it in intricate detail. It can see it. It can read the potentialities and and these potentialities are like uh, streams of energy. You know, it, it, it can call them up. You know, it wants to see the highest potential for this human being. It wants to see the next highest potential. If this human being makes this choice, what would the highest potential be then? And it can see all of these things. It's like, you know, it's omnipresent. It's omnipotent. It's, it's, It's present there because it, to it, it's just one thing. It's just in a control center. And so here you have a scenario where and, and this percentage will blow your mind. 
and this is very loose, obviously, <laughs> you can't measure it, but, you know, I've had an experience myself in seeing the percentage of thoughts that are actually received and nurtured by human beings. It's so minute. It is so minute. And human beings are realizing the tiniest, tiniest speck of their uh, potential. And from the perspective of this mind, the unrealized potential of all of its creations is devastating. It's devastating. Um, human beings reject thoughts because they have free will and they're just constantly rejecting all these thoughts and all these thoughts are c contain the creations that hold their, the greatest fulfillment for that human being. But because we're so afraid of negativity, we think it's this big bad thing and, and we're so afraid of our shadows. When, when this mind brings us um, a thought that's negative, we run away from it uh, rather than immersing ourselves in it because the, our greatest light is contained within the darkest shadows. That the, the joy that we want, the exaltation that we want is actually underneath when you sink into a negative emotion, it's right at the bottom. Um, you know, people have this thing about rock bottom. Once you hit, hit rock bottom, there is no bottom. When you you can't you fall out of the bottom and you and you go into the top, you know exaltation, um, you know ecstasy, bliss, are uh, just varying degrees of that shadow. So you slide out of the shadow and into the light aspect. So you know, if, if I mean that that's the one thing I wish that if if I could. You know, and this state of conscious awareness, it, it, you know, the way I'm talking, it feel literally feels this way. It's not like people think it's this incredible God that sees all and knows all and can make anything or anyone do anything and all the rest of it. It is just not like that. It is not like that. And so destiny, destiny in this scenario means it's your potential of what you can become. It would be, your destiny would be the what you would create for yourself if you received every single thought that you were ever given and gave every single thought you were ever given your unconditional presence until you could see a vision, until you could interpret the meaning of that vision, and then you acted upon every um, uh, impulse and all inspiration that came from that uh, interpretation, then you would um, <laughs> realize your highest potential and therefore your destiny. But here's the truth and the reality of it is that this mind conceives of you to realize this potential in its mind and then it knows that such a tiny percentage of those thoughts are going to be nurtured and become actual creations. 
and it is continually adapting and changing as human beings make a free will choice. And I know a lot of people that believe, oh, it's my destiny to this, it's my destiny to that. And there is truth to it. There is truth to it. But this mind understands that we have free will. And what happens is exactly in the same way I described where I have multiple web developers, I don't just go to one. (laughs) The mind creates multiple solutions for that creation in case this human being chooses to turn their back on their destiny, chooses to neglect their destiny, chooses to reject their thoughts. And so it's a constantly changing and shifting thing. And this mind, you know, in a very, very similar way, and and I believe it's purposeful, it's like an electron cloud. It, it, it wants options all the time. And, um, you know, if a human being uses their free will and chooses to go on a different path than what was destined for them, th- than what their highest potential holds for them, they're free to do that. And so in that scenario, this mind... You know, it's been it's been giving this human being the, uh, certain thoughts. Those thoughts are being rejected, and so, and and this is this may um, surprise some people, but if you continue to reject your thoughts, you will stop getting thoughts. And those thoughts will be going to one of the other web developers. So here's the metaphor. If I go to a web developer and I'm like, here's my vision, this website and all these colors, and we want to do this and want to do that and want to help these people. And it's an inspired and passionate sharing of my vision and what it means. And... And I can feel like we're destined to work together, all these synchronistic things happening and da-da-da. And then they're like, oh, no, yeah, no, I'm too busy. Well, I I might go, oh, yeah, but we're going to be doing this and that and da-da-da-da. And there's there's this potential for you and there's even greater potential for us if we collaborate together and da-da-da. Oh, yeah, no, no, thanks. It's not for me. So I might try one more time, maybe three times, impassioned sharing of my vision. <laughs> no, 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 I'm good, thanks. For the third time, no, I'm good. It's not for me. What am I going to do? I'm going to go to. I'm going to go to another web developer. Someone who will receive me. Someone who will receive my thoughts. Someone who who will hear me, receive me, listen, nurture my thoughts, nurture my ideas, give my ideas their unconditional presence, enable my ideas to become more. That's the one I'm going to give of myself to. And I might go to, you know, let's say I've got 10 web developers around me. You know, I might go to eight of them and maybe the ninth one is the one. 
because all of those web developers have free will. All of them had the potential to create something magnificent with me. But only one of them chose to explore that potential and move towards it. And that's the one I go with. And that's the one I just give of myself to. More. The more they receive me, the more they hear me, the more they give my ideas their presence and attention, the more it appreciates. And so we're off to the races. And whether whether you like to hear this or not, this is exactly how it works with your high mind, with the greater part of your mind. If you reject your thoughts and you you think you've got some destiny and you and you know you're you're a chosen one, there is there is truth to that. You are a chosen one. But if you reject your thoughts, you will be abandoned. And and I mean it will be the 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 best way I can do to convey this to help you understand this is that this this mind it is utterly fixated and obsessed with realizing higher higher potential and it's its nature it's like a shark well no it's not like a shark but the nature of a shark is it's a hunter is it's vicious is you know, it's savage. You don't expect the shark to be tame and, you know, nurturing and <laughs> um, cute and cuddly because that's not its nature. The nature of this mind is that it it's, it is only interested and concerned with realizing higher and higher potential of what it can become. Perpetually and eternally conquering the environment, so that can realize higher and higher potential, higher and higher potential. It is aware that a human being is an extension of it, that human beings are an expression of what it is, and that its essence is contained within a human being. Um, nonetheless, it is hyper aware that in order for this, in order for it to be surprised and delighted, with its creations, then human beings have to be free or they at least have to um, experience their life believing that they're free. The truth is they are free. They are free. But this greater part of them is, it is literally a part of them, but most of us are just unaware of it. We We think our thoughts are our own. Um, and we do have a lower mind, but I don't want to complicate that right now. But, um, so to any of you out there that are listening, that think that, uh, um, find yourselves thinking all the time, you always got thoughts, cycling thoughts, you're probably meditating to try and get rid of the thoughts, to stop thinking all the time. That is your higher mind trying to bring you creations and it's desperate for you to give your presence to those thoughts. 
not as the observer. Not as the observer, because it is the observer. It wants you to interpret the meaning. Now this is, this information I know is new. It's not going to be, you're not going to hear anyone else talking about this. You know, even some of the greatest teachers of meditation on the planet will not have heard this before. But this mind, it wants you to receive it. Receive the thought. Not just watch it as an observer, and then when you observe it, it just disappears. And your mind becomes still. And that's great. If if you're wanting to meditate, it's fine, no trouble, you, you meditate if that's what you feel like you need to do. But I'm, I'm trying to help you understand that if you're continually trying to reject your thoughts and um, you're not interpreting them because they're negative or you're too, so you're too afraid of them, then you are turning your back I mean, you're, you are really nullifying your potential in really profound ways because there is no destiny that just arrives if you do not receive your thoughts. And this is just the way it is. This is just the way it is. Now, the other thing I want to talk about was, so destiny. Yes, you're, you have a destiny because the mind that created you, that conceived of you, created you for a purpose. And that purpose will unfold if you receive all of your thoughts, if you allow them to become more, if you nurture those thoughts, if you follow your inspiration, if you interpret the meaning of your thoughts, if you sink into your emotions. If you become open to embracing every part of who you are, then yes, you can realize your highest potential and you will have a destiny that will be incredibly profound and fulfilling. But if you reject your thoughts, then you are, uh, you know, it's, it's like trying to paddle upstream basically. You know, these thoughts are always peppering you, trying to get your attention, trying to get you to give them your energy. And some of you will be cringing about having to give energy to negative thoughts because you're so conditioned to believe that if you focus on negative thoughts, then you manifest negativity. The opposite is true. The opposite is true. Because what's actually happening is your, your negative nature is arising and you're trying to change it into something positive. And that is the deepest form of self-denial that exists. It's the deepest form of self-oppression and the desire to change the essential nature of anything is manifesting nothing other than stagnation. Complete stagnation. <laughs> 
because you have to you have to reconcile these parts of yourself to step into your power and to experience the part of you that is pure light that is your ultimate power that's hidden it's hidden within your shadows so yes you have a destiny but you have to choose it you have to choose it and you can choose not to step into it and but it shifts and it changes and so you can choose not to explore this potentiality make it make some different decisions the mind is still adapting uh, to you and giving you um, thoughts that are um, in alignment with the highest potential based on the choices you're making. This is always happening. Um, and it, you, you're never abandoned in that regard. The mind is always going to work with you wherever you're at. But from its perspective, let's say there was a, you know, um, there was a huge project and it conceived of you to be a key component of, of this project. Um, but you rejected, let's say, the key inspirational thoughts as this project was arising and you were just rejecting them relentlessly for years on end. At some point, the, the mind is going to go to another web developer and utilize a different developer. But so you, that you, you won't be, you will no longer receive inspiration for that project, but the mind adapts. And what it does is it'll give you thoughts that will inspire you into becoming aligned with, um, something else that will be fulfilling for you and, um, enable you to become more realize even higher potential so you're never actually totally abandoned but you're in in terms of your ultimate destiny then yes it's um well i can tell you that many 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 people never step into it and um it's the hardest path is why (laughs) Because this mind wants to get there as quick as possible, as fast as possible, and it doesn't is not concerned with how painful it may be along the way, how much emotional turmoil, how much uh, transformation is required, how much um, planned obsolescence there has to be, um, how much allowing of something to die. You know, it, it 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 doesn't care about anything like that. It just wants the highest potential. Um, and you know, I've had, I've had an interesting experience in my life recently with, you know, I've got a friend who's, who I'm really close to and we've been through thick and thin together and, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of, um, there's been a lot of confusion between us around this topic. And, and I think some people, believe that their destiny is their destiny no matter what they do um, 
And it's, it's just simply not true. It's just simply not true. And, and in my own life, there are people who I'm very, very close to and who have been an integral part of my journey and of certain projects that I'm involved with. And I've been trying to, for a very long tr- time, inspire them towards, um, you know, what I can see as the highest potential for them. Um, because, you know, one of my gifts is that I can perceive um, I can see I can see potential and I, and I can recognize the genius within people and I can see the ways that can be utilized and um, you know it's it really is a gift and a curse because the highest potential for someone for their life is the scariest path and so when you can see these things it can be incredibly frustrating because most people don't want to walk the hard path Um, and myself included, <laughs> you know, I thought I did have to walk the hardest path for a very long time, but, um, you know, that's a very masculine approach and, um, you may be able to guess what's coming because all I'm talking about is the mind here. So what I want to do now is share with you that. Um, you know, there's a reason that such a small percentage of people um, really fulfill the destiny that was conceived for them by this mind in the beginning. So all thoughts begin in the mind. But here's the thing. Human beings are created, they're sovereign, they're free. They have free will. Same as the soul, same as the spirit. But the spirit doesn't care about conquering the environment and realizing, you know, the highest potential and taking the fastest route. <laughs> the nature of the of the soul is that it wants to it wants to see itself becoming. It wants to see itself becoming more. And it is it has nothing to do with conquering the environment. Um, it it wants to it's the part of us that wants to be surprised and delighted. I, I am this, I am this. Now I am this. And it is it is it's a bit purely about the journey and how enriching that experience is. Oh, I am this. I am this. And so you have this perfect blend of masculine and feminine here working together symbiotically where you have uh, this mind that can see the highest potential for the spirit. And that is unlocking the true power of the soul to become. And I'll, I'll explain this to you. I'll give you an example. Let's say, um, let's say it's Mother's Day. <laughs> let's say it's Mother's Day. 
And I say to my mum, mum, it's Mother's Day. I want you to have anything you want. Anything you want. You can choose any gift that you want. You can have it. So I'm saying to my mum, you're in a total state of abundance here. Anything in the world that you want, you can have it. So all the onus is on my mum. So what's she going to do? She's going to go, oh, oh, that's that's lovely. You know, most mothers will probably go, oh, don't worry about me, you know, just a card or, you know, whatever. But just <laughs> come with me on this one. So she might say, oh, I've been looking at this um, this lovely top in, in, in a nice shop. Yeah, I've had my eye on a jacket and, you know, I'd really, really love to get that for work and, oh, I'd love that. And I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, great. But if I said to my mother, I've seen this incredible home and property. It's got separate dwellings for the family where they can come and stay. There's a swimming pool. There's a tennis court. You know, there's a bush walk. It's right down by the ocean and the river. Incredible outdoor um, area for entertaining. <laughs> All of a sudden, I've revealed the highest potential for the gift that I can get my mother. I've unlocked her. And so she may not, you know, let, let's say I'm, I'm giving her a scenario where, you know, there's a multi-million dollar property. And so all of a sudden she, she's not thinking about a shirt anymore. She may not go with, you know, this multi-million dollar property but she understands the potential of what I'm putting forth. So this is the nature of the mind and the soul working symbiotically together is that this is why meaning is so important. Meaning being the marriage of mind and spirit. You know, the thought is the seed and the, the interpretation, you know, when you nurture that seed, when you nurture that thought and you give it unconditional presence and it becomes a vision, the interpretation of that vision, that's where the marriage comes in. So if I share that vision with my mom about this incredible property, her interpretation of that vision may mean, oh, he's, he's wanting me to, to buy me my dream home. And so then she starts imagining her, her dream home, what she really wants. See, I don't know what she really wants. I'm just sharing the potential. And now I've unlocked everything within her. She's starting to imagine her dream home, what it looks like, whereabouts is it? And it might be a home worth, you know, much, much, much less than the one I was talking about, but it's her dream home. So this is the nature of the mind and the spirit. They're, they're symbiotic. And once we understand the highest potential, the key is to ask ourselves. And so I'll, I'll share this with you now. This is how you can unlock this within you. 
you can unlock your higher mind and your own spirit to work symbiotically is just ask. Um, show me the highest potential for X, Y, Z, whatever it may be. Um, show me the highest potential for me to um, experience fulfillment in, um, in my work, in my work life. And then just forget it, just go about your day, whatever it may be. And then the first thought you get about something along those lines, just notice it and go, oh, give, give it your unconditional presence. Just observe it until it means something. And then once you understand what what that potential is, it then very, very simply say, okay, I understand that. Just acknowledge that you understand it. And then just ask yourself, so what do I really want? Because what, what's happened here is you've seen the highest potential, but your highest potential is your mind saying, if you if you were like a super organism and you just you know every single thought you followed it unconditional presence you followed every inspiration you know you you transcended every fear you did it this is your highest potential you know you, you've just colonized mars or whatever it may be <laughs> but once you've seen that potential then you ask yourself so what do i really want and in the same way just keep going about your day and then just notice visions around that that will surprise and delight you. <laughs> surprise and delight, surprise and delight. The soul loves that. The soul loves that. But the soul needs to know, it needs to understand the, the potential to be able to be unlocked for the desire to be truly unlocked. And then you receive visions that will actually bring you joy. Um, but understanding the highest potential, it just it shatters the paradigm that you're in now, gets you out of the scenario where you're just going for a blouse that you saw at the shop. Now you're going for, you know, you're going for, ah, now I, I see the potential now. This is what I want within that potential. But, um, well, no buts. This is how to create joy in your life. Um, and, you know, my, my recommendation, I don't normally like to make recommendations, but I think from my perspective, I find what works best for me is, um, is don't treat this mind like it's a god. Don't treat it like it's a God. It's not a God. It's a part of your body. It's a part of what you are. It's it's like it's like an organ in your body. Um, and this this one's responsible for um, giving you thoughts and revealing your highest potential. So it's a part of you. You you can command it. Um, you know it's it's. Its state of awareness is aware that it is you. Um, you have the ability to become aware that you are it as well. Um, you know, it'll probably begin through meditation, but you can you can 
become that state and and, and embrace it um, in your day to day life as well. And um, yeah, yeah. In the beginning, you know, you might uh, you might feel like you have to have reverence or like you're asking it. Oh, can you show me? Um, you know, I'd be really grateful if you'd show me my highest potential. You know, blah blah. But eventually, you'll just be like, "Show me my highest potential for da da da," and it'll you'll just know that it's like it's like talking to yourself. And then, what do I really want? And you know, I think the thing, like for me, what I found is that it lifted such a huge burden. You know, all of a sudden I'm not trying to figure out everything on my own. It's like I'm using the organs within my body. I'm using the aspects of me that were designed for a specific purpose to, t- to carry the load. And so you just surrender it to the mind. What's the highest potential? And then you just wait for it to do its thing, come back. And then once you see the highest potential, you then just say, so what do I really want? And then just let the soul decide. You don't have to figure out what your desires are. I mean, how many of us struggle to figure out what it is we really want and articulate it in any real way? You know, whenever we do say what we get to the point and say what we actually want, all it takes is for someone else to share a vision for something they want and all of a sudden we're like, oh, I want that as well. (laughs) so just leave it to your soul let your mind bring you the highest potential and let your soul decide what it really wants and just trust every thought that you receive along the way negative positive everything in between because they're all part of it they're all part of the unfoldment of it and it'll be like the higher mind is doing the job of being the visionary and the soul is being doing the job of revealing the desires for you. And uh, yeah, once you develop self-trust in this area, um, you'll be unstoppable. You'll be unstoppable. But remember, don't reject your thoughts. They're everything. They're gifts. They're the they're, you know, it's a creation being initiated. It's the very beginning of a creation that contains the potential for intense levels of fulfillment, joy, surprise, delight. And just understand that if you think that your destiny is waiting for you, it's not. Your thoughts are. Your thoughts are. So, that feels like the right place to end it. Yep. That's where I'm going to leave it. So thanks for listening. This has been the nature of destiny. (laughs) Okay. Catch you soon.